Welcome to In the Green Room. I'm Kinga. And I'm Chet. And this is Martin. And we have a great show in line for you today. Sam Pillsbury is Welcome back in, in the studio. The studio. <laughs> That's right. What is this, my third time, isn't it? I think oh, so. Been, oh, maybe You've been so that. ubiquitous. I think it's been a dozen. <laughs> and then we also have a new guest in the green room. Why don't you introduce him? <laughs> uh, introduce yourself, David. I'm David War with Giving Tree Cafe Thank in you. Arizona. Honored to be here with you all. Thank you very much. Excellent. You've got a radio voice. Very nice. I like that deep timber. And we are going to be talking sustainability, wine, love, saving the planet. One show at a time. time. That's right. Thank you. So, Sam, what's, what's new? What's going on with you? Well, right now, the two newest things are, first of all, we picked our first uh, grapes of the year on Friday. It's Monday today. That was a quite a long delay, but it's been, um, well, every 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 monsoon is different. And this year, the monsoon is different because it rains almost every day. Which and is it, weird. Which is a little unusual, and it's been going on for about a month. Well, that that slows down the ripening of the grapes because right. the temperatures are lower and there's a lot of water around. So so uh, we I think we're fine. One of the worries <laughs> that exists in that situation is that eventually they're going to start to rot. Right. And um, you have to be super careful on this. Fortunately, there's all sorts of organic sprays that you can you can use to to, to, to inhibit or slow that down. But in the end, it'll get you if it, if it just keeps happening. So, right. So right. it's a little bit anxious making, you know. So, But we're so far so good. We picked two tons of shard on f- last Friday morning. At so and that was the first. That was the, that was and the so, first. And so so you're year. just starting just harvest, started. which yeah. is usually you, you guys are Around probably the 1st of August. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah? Yeah. Wow, this and how delicious. did the gra- and how did the how do those shard grapes look with um, all this rain and stuff? Well, they're pretty good. I tell you what, it's it's quite interesting. Um, they, they're fine. Uh, engorgement is one thing that that slows down the uh, increasing um, sugar levels in the grapes. So it's what you need to make wine because yeast yeast works on um, eat sugar to turn it into alcohol. Right. So that's one of the issues. The other issue is we had a, a, a little spray of hail about 10 days ago and if it, and if a bird pecks a grape or the hail punctures the skin of it, it'll start to rot. Right. So some of the fruit doesn't look perfect, but it's only like about Two percent. Okay. Um, so it's going to be fine. And we did we did have these organic sprays on there, so it's all under control. But, but you know, sooner or later, <clears throat> it'll get you if it keeps going like this. I mean, I had to put all the guys in in plastic bags one year about five years ago because it just didn't stop raining. I was going to pick them. Just get them out the, there. Pick the grapes in the rain. I don't <laughs> care. You know? When it has a, almost a flooding effect, what happens with the grapes? Because well, they get then they get too much water, and that stops them from ripening, and also mm. it brings up the pH a little bit, which you don't want. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so you have every, to wait every. Year is different. It's just like mm-hmm. it's like dodging um, 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 puffball. What do you call them? Dodgeball. Do, do, you know, it's like dodging. <laughs> the, it's, it's like just every year, you just got to negotiate what happens. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 The farm runs you, right? Well, you, well, you, you have to embrace it, and um, it is funny because there's so many beliefs that making wine is kind of romantic and sex and everything like that. And it you, is. You want to see me before I just got changed. You know, there's <laughs> wine stains don't come out easy either. So no, that's it's, true. It's, wine stains are it's kind of hard sexy. work and it's dirty and it's exhausting. Well, yeah. I'd like some more of this dirty wine, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good. This is the Chardonnay. And you were saying and you we make whites a little bit eating. different than everybody else. Uh, David, you want to pass out some food? Sure. So uh, David prepared us some food from his restaurant. Of of so the Giving Tree yes. Cafe. Yes. Oh, wow. What you that's, need? Ah, that's sexy the way you open up the bottle. Yeah, it's the <laughs> food method of cooking. <laughs> <it. laughs> 
the Giving Tree Cafe. Very so delicious. you guys are mm. a uh, vegan, mine's. vegetarian. We're 100% vegan, and we're also 100% organic. Wait, you got to get so up on the mic. And, and so guess what? So are our wines. So right on the mic, we won't be able to hear you. Yeah. I love it that and you're talking about the... 100% organic, yeah. because that's what we're all about, we're... and that's what sustainability is all about. No, and, mm-hmm. we're, and we're vegan as well. So we actually, I've actually changed some of the nomenclature in our marketing to put the word vegan wine in there. For our video, yeah. we're not going to be able to hear your voice. You have to talk, project your voice like <laughs> me out loud. Like this. Yes. Yes. Everyone's like only that. gonna hear me mm-hmm. and Sam. That that'll be it. Me, Sam, Martin, and Chet, and you won't no one will know you're there if you don't talk louder. So I'll do my best to tell you a little bit about Giving Tree Cafe. Hundred percent organic, hundred percent vegan, wow. also hundred percent gluten free and soy. Hundred percent organic, gluten free. And local. And where are you guys located at? And sustainable. Twenty twenty four North Seventh Street. Oh, okay. okay. Right up the road. So we're just down the street from you all. So why don't Wonderful. you carry Sam's wines? <laughs> That's why I brought you here so I could put you on the spot. I want you to carry his we're, wines. We're, you know what? I, I, I don't want to be in the most expensive, fanciest restaurants in town. I want to be in the restaurants that 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 live in a, and exist in a way that I approve of. And so mm-hmm. I go out of my way to get involved with with people that do organic food and use local stuff and so on. Uh, so David's going to have yeah. the wine. Sounds like a great fit then. Like great fit. <laughs> That's awesome. It's really what we're all about. Uh, it's more important for us to be sustainable than it is to be vegan. But if you're sustainable, you're definitely going to be vegan because the factory farming surrounding dairy and meat is just doing the havoc opposite. on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have Coronado Dairy down the road from us, with with pulling millions of of gallons of water out of this out of this basin, which does not have a river going into it every year, and it's a disaster. Do you want to pass the food around? Right, sure. It's the same thing with factory farming. Just, yes, just pull it over this way. we all know fifty pounds of corn to produce one pound of beef, yeah. or that fifty pounds of corn can be you know feed a you know, family of four for yes, hundred ab- years. Absolutely. So this is for Sam. What are we eating here? <laughs> Looks like you've got some desserts here. Oh, barbecue, wow. barbecue, that, that barbecue jackfruit pancake. Wow. There you barbecue go. Barbecue blueberry jackfruit. cheesecake, Martin. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yummy. Oh, wow. mm. Chocolate hazelnut pie. Oh, there you go. Chet likes chocolate. Oh, man. There we go. <laughs> so good. So there's a couple of other things that are really important to us. Um, we do we do thank you farm in such a way that, for example, we don't um, furrow between the rows. Uh, we let grass grow and we mow it because if you disc between the rows, it turns it to powder. It washes and blows away. It releases CO2. If you have wild grasses growing between the rows and you cut them with a with a mower, it goes back into the soil and nurtures the nurtures the soil, puts the puts the right nutrition's into it. Mm-hmm. We don't spray for weeds. We have a machine that fits on the side of the tractor that's in that costs ten thousand dollars. That has a has a a, um, a weeder that goes in between the vines as it goes down the rows. We, you, we go Interesting. To, we go to a lot of trouble. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you want to take care of weeds, uh, unfortunately, there is no good organic weed spray. So you have to have a machine do it. Right, you know? right. I mean, that the makes best sense. Best thing on earth for weeding is Roundup, and we won't use that. You know? Oh God, no! I mean, it's amazing. It's cheap and it mm-hmm. works perfectly, but can't do that. So, right, right, right. So we do things that's way more expensive, <laughs> and that's why this is the best wine because it is. Organic, and he does not use those mm-hmm. pesticides. And he doesn't. That's use a really relevant Thank topic you. because that study just came out that was showing that like eight out of ten people have 
Roundup or like significant levels of Roundup in their urine from consuming non-organic wines and fruits they and spray, vegetables. They spray like all that. the all the wheat fields in this country with Roundup before they harvest them. Exactly. All of the flour that you eat has got has got Roundup residue. Okay. For people that are just listening to this show and they haven't met Sam Pillsbury before, uh, Sam Pillsbury is, is a movie producer, movie director. How many films did you do? Forty two. Uh, I th- 39 I made 32 feature films mm-hmm. 32 feature yeah. films or th- feature films or cable movies or or, t- or drama series it was a lot of mixed up and what was one of your favorites my favorite was a little sweet movie called Starlight Hotel which hardly anybody has seen it got a, oh. it got a couple of really lovely reviews my most impactful movies were probably Free Willy 3 and a movie called The Quiet Earth, which I wrote and produced, which is a science fiction movie I made in in 40 years ago. Okay. Wow. In New Zealand ago. about a, a scientist who wakes up one morning and everybody's disappeared and he has to figure it out. And it's became a cult. Cl- we thought it was a disaster. <laughs> became a cult classic. Um, do you know who wow. Neil deGrasse Tyson is? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's one yes. of his favorite sci-fi movies of all time. Really? And he likes really? big budget sci-fi movies. I made it for a million years. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well done. Well, 40 years have... ago, that's so that's a pretty big budget back do, then, right? Do you right? know what? I received a check check for $45,000 last year just from sales. I own the movie. From sales of that movie alone, that was 40 years ago. Oh, that's wow. impressive. Wow. My movies have helped me fund the vineyard. Mm-hmm. Why don't you make a new movie about wine? <laughs> I, honey, I made movies for 40 years. I just don't want to make any more. I'm just sorry. make one it's, last it's one about hard, you. No, it's, hard, it's hard to imagine, but, but I... I even like people send me scripts and say, mm-hmm. "Can you read the script?" You know, <laughs> oh, I got a page one of that. <laughs> <laughs> I just had it up to here. What if you have somebody funding it? I, somebody, I, I can... if somebody came to me with okay. a script that I loved and said it's fully funded and you have total complete con- creative control, I would do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Maybe it will happen. <laughs> I just saw an interview with Francis Ford Coppola uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday night, and he, even after making two of the greatest American movies ever, Godfather 1 and Godfather 2, he was in a complete disaster with Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're really excited to have you here in studio, uh, be drinking your wine, uh, which my my glass is empty. <laughs> well, honey, I filled it twice. <laughs> Could I have a little you're more? Supposed to, you're supposed to taste it, not just drink it. Kinga moves oh, fast. Thank you. <laughs> what, what is our pie we're eating from uh, oh, Giving this- Tree? That's a rose cardamom cheesecake. Cheesecake, I love cheesecake. It's one of my favorite combinations. And the reason I love doing cheesecake is we all know what the texture of it is. We know what the flavor of it is. And we know that it's loaded with dairy and eggs and cheese. Mm -hmm. And Mm. this is Mm. every bit uh, is delicious. The consistency and the Mm. texture of Mm -hmm. it is spot on. And yet it's health food. What's in it? Right. Cashews mainly in a cashews. yogurt that we make. We make cashew yogurt, uh, cashews, and the rest of it is basically a cheesecake recipe. You know, you, you can use a little bit of lemon zest and a little bit of lemon juice and some uh, vanilla, and that's basically it. This is scrumptious. Well, I the, the blueberry cheesecake, I mean, I could not tell that this was that it had no dairy. I mean, it's, it's, it's creamy, it's delicious, it still has that zest, uh, that almost sour but sweet mm. taste. It's fantastic. You, you know, Thank you, yeah, Martin. Pe- people always think that going, going organic or going vegan are, are more expensive and more trouble. They, they actually really aren't. You just have to think 
more, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we do vegan. We, all of the dinners that we do, we do dinners all the time. All of them have a vegan option. Um, and Beautiful. They're mostly, um, they're mostly vegetarian anyway. Um, but you just, you just have to think a little more. And it doesn't, farming organically is not more expensive, but it takes a little, you know, you can't just dial up Monsanto. You have to think about it. And yeah. I think it's the same with what you're talking about with food. Well, when I listen to you talk, Sam, about the hard work that goes into the uh, wheat extraction process, it's the same thing with us. It's a lot more difficult to do what we do, but it's actually not more expensive. Yeah. It just takes more, it takes more time, more, more, thought, more intelligence. Yeah, yeah, you have to be yeah. a little bit more forethought and a little yeah. bit more consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. But you put out product like this mm-hmm. that instead of being something that you've got to feel guilty about, it's actually health food. Yeah. It might be the healthiest mm. thing you've eaten in a week. Yeah. yeah. I eat yeah. very healthy. And it's not too sweet. I do sweet. eat very healthy. It's, no, no, I know it's that. very good. No, I really do. I mean, for the average person. I probably eat healthier than you do. <laughs> we do. We, I do. I eat We do dinners yeah. at our vineyard where all the food was either grown by me on the property, foraged from the desert around us, or bought from somebody in town that we know who grew it organically. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's amazing. And you're, yeah. you are... A trained chef or just self-taught chef? I'm because I've had your cooking Jeremy, and it's just Jeremy amazing. Pacheco. Jeremy Pacheco, who's the executive chef for all of the Vig Group, he used to be the the uh, executive chef at Lons, and I was a guest chef there every year. He mm. I, the other day I, I was talking to him about something because we're doing a big event that he's going to come and cook for, and I said, I said, so and so, who? What is he? And I said, oh, he works for me. He's a scratch chef. And I said, what's a scratch chef? And he said, you're a scratch chef. <laughs> <laughs> It's somebody who kind of self-taught and mm-hmm. put it all together, you know, gotcha. by scratch, I guess. Otherwise, I'd never heard that term before. That was pretty funny. <laughs> well, your food is delicious. Oh, I'm so, when's the next dinner? Um, when's the next dinner? Uh, uh, Labor Weekend at the Vineyard. Okay, we're so, all going. Sunday the, Sunday the 6th. Come, okay. lovely. Come, Let's lovely. Go. Eating Let's outside go. amongst the vines. We'll be there. Everything will be cooked by me and my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done. Chat, are you in? Um, I'll look at the schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Chet has been producing, producing, and producing his music, and he has a. He's uh, come to his show on uh, this Saturday, uh, Sunbar, nine o'clock. Okay, in Tempe. Okay. Only if you're going to dance, though. Got to wear your dancing shoes. I'll play the drums. <laughs> I, used to, I used to play the drums in a rock and roll band. Mm-hmm. Of course so, you did. So, so a couple of things I just want to say very as briefly as possible that are kind of distinctly different about our wines. Is first of all, I make what I call food wines. I don't make cocktail wines. I'm not interested in making the biggest, fruitiest, jammiest, oakiest, highest alcohol fruit bomb, you know, which you can do in the land of endless sunshine like we live in. And then secondly, so I go for more complexity and nuance and cleanness, if for lack of a better term, more like better acidity. And the other thing is I've always felt very strongly there's too much generic food and wine in the world. So we only make wine from the fruit we grow organically ourselves on our property. We ferment all of our wines with the wild yeast that comes in on our grapes from my property. Everything about that we don't. I don't want to make a wine that's made with chemicals from a lab in California or with the taste mm-hmm. of oak from a, a barrel and that comes from mm-hmm. Kentucky or something. So we we only use neutral oak and stainless steel. And I just I just I just want to make simple, elegant food wines, and I want to make them. I want them. I want them to come from a place and have been made by a person rather than have been delivered by a truck, you know, and a bunch of big tanks. So. Well, yeah, I mean, a 90s, 
97% of the wine that's out there is all made from it, – it, it goes through a lab before it uh, gets to us. So yeah, you, the, yeah the, and, and there's a reason for it also. If you're doing bulk, if you want to make a profit, you, right. you do large quantity. And if you mm-hmm. do large quantity, you can't take chances. We ferment everything in barrels. So if, if 59 gallons um, goes slightly off, I can, I can address that. I can't do 50,000 gallons. You right. Know? So, right. so to a certain extent, it's a choice that I've made to be small and sort of you Nimble. Know, perfect or whatever <laughs> you want to say. And you've won awards. Tell us about the awards you've won. We have Big deal. Big deal. In the biggest, toughest wine competition in the United States of America, in the San Francisco Chronicle American Wine Competition, we've won in the last seven years 71 medals out of 73 entries, including nine double golds, nine golds. Big deal. They've called us up and said no one's ever done this before. It's a a a little piece of of crap land down by the (laughs) major border. (laughs) For someone who doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And what, what, so for any of our listeners that are listening that are thirsty right now, what is the best way for them to purchase your wine? Is that's, it, you can you get go. you can get three of our um, entry level. I call them entry level wines at all um, all total wines. Uh, Wild Child White, Wild Child Red, which are my blends, mm-hmm. and a rosé, and they're all all of our wines are bone dry, no residual sugar, so they'll go well with food, and they're in, they're inexpensive. And and what we're doing, as the years have gone by, and we get we get these amazing rows of metals for some of our wines. I'm pushing the prices up for some of those expensive ones, but I'll always make a red, a white, and a rosé that's affordable because I do not want to become one of those places where you have to, you know, kiss my ass in order to get my wine or pay $1,000 a bottle. I just don't believe in that stuff, right, you know. Right. But I do need to make a profit soon. <laughs> are, are you profiting yet? We made our first profit last year out of after 15 years nice wow. when you plant it's 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 when you plant your own vines that's how long right. it takes it's just what it is and i wanted to i wanted to be the person who who, mm-hmm. who made them everything and watched them carefully and did them the way right. they should be done like you do your food you know how many acres do you have down there in cochise county i have a hundred acre block of land and i've got about 27 planted we have about fifteen thousand vines which is around about a hundred tons a year um, but I, the funny thing is, for all of this excellence that we seem to be achieving, for my th- 100 acres 16 years ago that has a house, a barn, and a well, I paid what you pay for one acre of land in Napa, and I'm beating all those. Wow. wow. <laughs> nice. Wow. Very what, nice. What gave you the idea, I'm gonna, I want a winery? Oh, I've always wanted to. I've wanted to do this for maybe since I before I even started making films. Hmm. When did you fall in love with wine? Uh, when I was thirteen on a boat. Mm. My family emigrated from from the states to New Zealand when I was thirteen years old, and we went. In those days, um, you couldn't really fly to New Zealand. Well, you could, but it would take an awful. Lot. We, we t- took a. We, we went on an Italian Ocean liner, and every night they put a carafe of Chianti on the table. <laughs> and you know, there we were in the middle of the ocean with liberal parents, and so yeah. I sipped it, and I just thought it was great. I'll never forget holding that glass up to the light and watching that radiant red color and the and the smell of the wine and the taste and the it made you feel a little little dopey and I've I've loved wine ever since so that was a long time ago that was 1960 dang wow that's amazing there really is something unique about the like just the buzz and the aesthetic from drinking wine it's so Mm -hmm. different from any other kind of liquor or beer Mm -hmm. it's a different experience and especially if it has that kind of that that kind of complexity that that we strive for in all of our wines where it actually it glows in your mouth and it and it lasts and it makes the food taste better i mean the, the, when you get a food and wine pairing right it is it is exultant you mm-hmm. know i mean that wine 
will have never tasted so good. That food will have never tasted. I mean, I've drunk, I've drunk, I've got, I've got a bottle of it here that I've always thought was quite good. I had it with a, 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 some food the other day and it wasn't even my pairing with someone else. And I'm like, holy crap, this one's great. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just about, so, so when we do dinners, we, we, we don't just put wine on the table. We spend a long time pairing the food with mm-hmm. those actual dishes. And, and w- when we do them at, at our tasting rooms, which is where we do our dinners, we have, you know, it's a tasting room. So there's like 20 open bottles. So we can actually go through and try 20 different versions with with every dish and we'll we get it right man and it makes a difference okay i love this so let's do your favorite uh food pairing with the wild child white the wild child red and the rosé that way, if there's somebody there that's listening that is like, I'm going to go to Total Wine and buy those three, the, now they're going to have the three food pairings they can cook with it. That's a smart idea. The trouble, have a whole night. Yeah, but the, the problem with that is a food pairing, you can't say it. For example, I will, I will get a restaurant, send me a menu, and, and they'll say, what do you what do you want to pair with these foods? And I look and I go, this dish, how much cumin is in it? You know, mm-hmm. you actually, exactly. you mm-hmm. can't do it on paper, you know, so so I do make the wild child white to go with, uh, the wild child white, the wild child red and the rosé are all, are all in in that area where they're good wines, but they'll go with a lot of different foods. So. I think I would, re- with the wild child white, which is my favorite of those three, I'd probably go with like a seafood dish, That's probably very, like halibut or something. No, no, absolutely, for seafood or maybe chicken, it's definitely mm-hmm. not a steak wine, you yeah. know, um, and the, the ro- rosé is interesting, rosé is a, pro- a proper Provence-style rosé, um, the French drink, People don't know this. The French drink five times more rosé than any other wine. And for a bunch of reasons, it's always inexpensive. It's usually really low in alcohol, so you can have a glass for lunch without you know needing to go to sleep. But it will pair with anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we have any rosé right now? No, I didn't have any in my fridge. When okay, what's our second wine we're going to taste? Oh, you're a really... <laughs> <laughs> we only have an hour. <laughs> Here we go. Gabe, how much more time do we have? She needs one of those like beer helmets. <laughs> Red on one side, white on the other. So, by the way, this dessert is so delicious, and uh, it's it paired really nicely with the Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope it's going to pair nicely with what's this now. I didn't want to toot my own horn, but I was thinking that when you talk about wine pairing, the Chardonnay and that uh, rose cardamom cheesecake is out of this world. It's out of this world. A little more, please. Okay, honey. <laughs> We're tasting here. We're not drinking. Okay? Is this the barbecue um, one? Yeah, no, this is this is um this is Thank a wine. You. This is actually a wine that's made with um Malvasia and Symphony. And you probably don't know what either of those wines are, but Malvasia is an Italian aromatic that originated in Greece. It favors the south of Italy. It does really well in sandy hot places and it loves Arizona. And we have three t- we have twice won best of class in the Chronicle mm. for this wine, which was wow. the wow. best Malvasia entered in that competition. And this is blended with a wine called Symphony, which was developed by UC Davis over a period of 50 years. And it's another aromatic. It's a cross of Grenache Gris and Muscat of Alexandria. And I make them, I pick them early and I make them more delicate because if you make them into fruit bombs, they're really impressive, but they don't pair with food. When you make them mm-hmm. more delicately, you release a lot of the nuance that's actually there and they become more complex. Yeah. What, is this called Sweet Lies? No, this is called Inappropriate. It's named after oh. me. <laughs> I love it. Inappropriate. Perfect. The Cheers. nose on this is amazing. <laughs> it's an intensity. I love it. Yes. Being totally okay. inappropriate. I want a case of inappropriate. For you, oh, yeah. For Chet. Oh, yeah, okay. here we go. Cool. Here we yeah, go. this okay. that would be a party is so powerful. No, no, no. Well, if it's inappropriate, Chet's all I'm getting like, melon. I'm getting. It'll suit you perfectly. Uh, can, can you honeysuckle. A, a bottle of cod? I think we talked about this last time. Oh, and I've got to give her. 
A review on the uh, chocolate hazelnut pie. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I can taste. Is oh, there wow, some coconut good. in that's there? That's great. But it's really good, though. It's like mm. the right amount. Yeah, the, the crust that's is delicious. coconut Cheers. dates and uh, cacao nibs. And that's all there is to it. So you can make it at home in five mm. minutes. Mm. And you spread out your crust. Mm. And then the chocolate pudding goes on top. That's as easy as that. That the could be, maybe be my favorite. To make. Mm, there you go. Wasn't that so good? Wow. I mean, the, 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 the thing is that the more intense the wine is, the harder it is to pair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will go with, um, like, spicy Asian stir-fry, if you like, you know, or something like that. Um, whereas the Chardonnay will actually, will actually pair with more food. Also, Chardonnay is not so fruity, so it doesn't dominate um, your palate when you're pairing with food. It tends, Chardonnay tends to be a really good food wine. This, well, is, this will go with barbecued salmon, like, mm-hmm. to die for, you know. But it, Well, like it, you it said, your Chardonnay is... barbecue jackfruit pancake, wouldn't it? I'm going to some your Chardonnays are very different. I mean, there's really two main styles of, of Chardonnay in the United States, right? The buttery and then more of the stainless steel. What? Yeah. Right? Well, so th- this and is I don't, neither. Yeah, right. This That's, neither. It definitely this, can taste that it's different. This, I ferment all of my whites in barrels, so they're, um, so they're when they're fermenting, you're getting what the French call batonnage, which is where you stir a barrel. It mm-hmm. actually it actually agitates the wine, so you're getting the the lees of the wine, and where there's a lot of fruitiness right. in the wine. But then, what we do is. I inhibit malolactic fermentation on all the whites because I don't want them to get f- that buttery, f- fat and, and mm-hmm. fruity and everything because that because it tends to dominate the food and you can't mm. taste the food anymore. So it's a Thank bit you, of a sir. tricky process, and that's the only. I'm into minimal intervention. Inhibiting a male is not minimal intervention. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's where I cross that line. But it makes it makes a big difference with the wines. They gotcha. taste, they taste better. I mean, if Arizona soil was more acidic, we wouldn't have to do that. But it's not. It's quite high in pH. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a, um, um, an alternative way. I've chosen to do it to try to keep the, that kind of um, um, original clarity and cleanness in the wine. Gotcha. It, oh, that's beautiful. This is actually one of my favorites. This yeah, inappropriate. I love it. To try that. And what a great you gift. You just like the name. I do. I, I love the taste. And I love the name. I think when you go to a birthday party or some kind of just any kind of a gathering and you bring a bottle of your wine, A, you're supporting sustainability, local, the wonderful Sam Pillsbury, and your wines are so delicious, incredible. They won all these awards. And... The names are so cool. <laughs> They're all based on real things too. I mean, I mean, the trickiest one of all is inappropriate. Um, all of all of them are based on events. Usually, you know, like they say, an airline crash is always three reasons, not just one. Well, all of our ones right. have three reasons for their names, and we do these posters to explain that with a painting or photographs and, and a, like a writing in it. Inappropriate. We originally just started calling it Symphony because that was the grape, and people thought that was an offensiveful name. And you know, um, um, so I just thought, well, no, no, okay, this is still keeping keeping to our sort of our, our ethic, which is to always have the names be meaningful. So, um, so we decided to name it after me, and then <laughs> people see that name and they want to try the wine. It's quite interesting, and it's a, it's a no. good one. People will pick your wines because of the names, too. Well, there's a lot of thought goes into them. And it is funny, the whole inappropriate thing. The other day, somebody somebody pulled up to our winery and they parked right in front of the of the, the pathway to the front door. And I said, I, I walked, I didn't know who they were walking. And I said, hey, would you mind moving your effing car? And they said, you must be Sam Pillsbury. <laughs> <laughs> I love yes. his feistiness. Gabe, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but uh, it's really hot in here. Like, I, I feel like I'm blowing up it here. Hot, yeah. It's so hot. Please, if you can turn down the air. 
So, David, what did you just uh, pass us? This is amazing. Well, Sam had mentioned a spicy Middle Eastern Mm -hmm. dish, and Mm -hmm. I happen to have some lentil dal. Now, it's not piping hot the way I intended it to be served, but it's that a delicious, Mm -hmm. very hearty, grounding, earthy, spicy, Mm. delicious, energetic the lentil dish, so it's an inexpensive dish, but the spice combination is very exotic, well balanced, mm-hmm. and then there's a little bit of a mango chutney with it as well. Mm-hmm. Ah, and get that, little that with the inappropriate, it's mm-hmm. a it's a perfect it's match. A good one. Yeah, it's that's a good one. really. And good. lentils are amazing. I, you can do so many things. They're with so them. versatile. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Lentils are so ubiquitous. Exactly. Yeah, this this <laughs> is the kind of food that gives me the food high. Like you know, the, you were talking about the mm-hmm. wine makes you feel a certain way, but really, truly healthy food that's well-spiced, gives you another type of, of high sense of do, well-being. Do you know, Jerry, always notice this is when you have, when you have, a, and even a burger can do this, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hardly ever eat them, but mm-hmm. I love a good burger. Shortly after you've eaten it, you can, li- if you're if you're sensitive to what's happening, you can feel this glow mm-hmm. starting in your stomach and spreading out through your whole body. And when you eat food, it doesn't do that. Nope. It makes you feel like, like somebody's dropped a ton of lead down your mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of feeling the glow yeah. spread through yeah. your body, it feels like poison just starting <laughs> to course through your veins. You're like, no, seriously. Like, I like, got a shot in the stomach. <laughs> like, oh. It, it just be aware of it because the other thing <laughs> is that if you're if you're fixated on 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 fast food and junk food, you mostly become addicted to fat, sugar, and salt. And if you, it's people talk about how hard it is to give them up. But if you change your mindset mm-hmm. and don't think about what it tastes like at the time, think about how it will make you feel mm-hmm. for an hour after you so ate. It. You'll stop wanting them. You just don't want them anymore. Yeah. And um, this is so true because uh, I took a long break. I didn't have any McDonald's for a really long time, and I broke down and had it for the first time on a food on a road trip and you felt terrible terrible <laughs> like literally like i was poisoned and yep. um i also saw videos saying that they put like msg and a bunch of other like flavoring salts in their food the protein That's, in them isn't even meat yeah, anymore yeah, and it's, it's actually so got, it's actually been treated with chemicals so much yeah. it's actually carcinogenic it's yeah. just don't even go there you know? i heard it's like chopped up rats it <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't surprise me honestly <laughs> But. If you don't mind me getting on the theme here of sustainability, when you know that you eat a certain thing and your body is telling you it doesn't sustain me, mm-hmm. there I mean, that's the... That's the, exactly what happens. That's exactly it. So mm-hmm. for, from a sustainability standpoint as well, it just doesn't work. Whereas Sam's wines uh, paired Amazing. with organic natural food, we can all feed the entire planet this way with mu- much to spare and inexpensively. Do you know that wine, wine, first of all, the ag department just found out (laughs) wine is the only agricultural crop in the state that's not in decline. Secondly, wine grapes take one-seventh the amount of water of any other ag crop. Thirdly, um, wine, when it's made into... Um, gr- gr- growing grapes and when it's made into wine it has got has got a um, what, what do you call that additive function so you're not just growing a crop and selling it you're actually making wine with it which means that you buy all sorts of stuff from the local economy you hire people the right. government gets right. taxed from the wine you sell mm-hmm. it's it's one of the most sustainable crops you can you can you can oh, grow yeah. I mean, it's just, so it's drink it yeah. <laughs> so drink well it. done yeah absolutely yeah, you're hearing it now support the local economy and drink Pillsbury wine but uh <laughs> And also, know, go to the uh, Giving Tree Cafe because this food that Dave has brought in is amazing. Oh, it's, it's amazing. amazing. It's, it's so delicious. It's is there more? Uh, did we get to try the brownie? 
Oh, she saw that brown. Uh, is is this away. the first restaurant that you've opened, or this is my twenty fifth restaurant? Wow. Okay. Yes. So and he's, we want to plug gonna... some of those other restaurants. Then we should give them all some love. Well, the main one I want to talk about. My daughter and I opened a restaurant in Sedona fourteen years ago called Chocolate Tree, and it became kind of a, a well known, very successful place. My daughter still owns it, and she's still up there running it. Mm. And because Chocolate, Chocolate Tree is success, people started asking us, literally on day one, please open up something like this down in the valley. Mm -hmm. And so it took me 12 years, but that's why we're here, to offer, again, 100% organic, gluten-free, soy-free, vegan meals. And uh, And you said you want to open up a, a bunch more restaurants here in Arizona. Yeah, the the plan is to open up five or six more in the Phoenix area and then go across the country because, quite frankly, I talk to people all the time from mm-hmm. all over America that are trying to eat healthy, and it's so difficult, especially when you're traveling, to get a healthy meal. Like you were just talking it about is. how you're on a road trip and you stopped at the Golden Arches and because it, 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 there's no other option. That was literally the only reason why I would eat there is because it was the only option. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes back to how we were saying eating that kind of food is so unsustainable. And a lot of people are just basically addicted to that unhealthy food, and they can't even realize and break the cycle of mm-hmm. how bad it is for them. You know, I learned a long time ago doing road trips with my family is that if you go to small towns, you don't have to eat at McDonald's. There's almost always a supermarket, and you can go in there to the deli and get them to make you a sandwich. So it's not that complicated. You just, again, you just have to think about it a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. That is actually normally what I would do. It was like middle, middle of the night, like yeah. 3 a.m. Oh, yeah, that's like when groceries. No, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This flourless, flour, gluten-free brownie is amazing. Mm. Thank you. One of the things we love doing at the restaurant is taking a dish as simple as a brownie. Everyone on the planet knows what that's supposed to taste like. Mm -hmm. And again, if we've had gluten-free or if we had vegan before, we might be thinking, well, the texture is going to be off or the flavor is going to be off. But it's healthy, so I'll eat it anyway. And then Mm -hmm. you have a bite of this and you go, wow, I'm not missing anything. This Mm -hmm. is every bit as delicious, the texture spot on, Mm -hmm. and it's 100% health food. This might be, again, the healthiest dessert you've had in months. (laughs) It's funny, isn't it? Because also there's a tendency for people to think, that if it's healthy or it's vegetable, that it, that it's just not going to taste very good. And 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 what the what the people who think that don't understand and realize is that if you actually pick the right ingredients, they taste amazing. I mean, the difference between one of those tomatoes shipped by truck to your supermarket to one that you grow in your backyard, there's no comparison. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. And you bought. And so go to farmers markets. Go to farmers market on Saturday morning. It, it, it takes 45 minutes, and you can stock up for the whole for the whole week. You're buying things from somebody who grew it. You you can actually touch their hand when they hand mm-hmm. you the lettuce, and you know it was who made it, where it was grown, and then you taste it, and it goes, oh my God, there's no comparison. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In in defense, Sam, I do want to say that we've all been to vegetarian vegan restaurants where it just wasn't very good. No, it no, was kind of bland. No, it was no, cardboard, exactly. etc. But yep. see, you're speaking as a chef. I'm a chef as well. You do have to have a little bit of intelligent creativity you, that you put gotta, into your you, food. You know, you've got to be selective, you know. That, and, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I go to I go to downtown Phoenix market and I get my vegetables from Maya, you know, because sure. I know she grows them and and I, I know what they taste like. It's <laughs> not. It's not. Pe- people get so used to just going shopping, and I've talked to people who aren't healthy who do that, and I said, just 
change your habits. You know, mm-hmm. go, go to a farmer's market on a Saturday morning. It's no big deal, and it's actually you can you can talk to people. It's fun yeah. to meet people. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's super social fun. too. I right? love yeah. going to the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. You guys want to try a red? Yeah, yes, yes absolutely. We're ready to go. The brownie, I'm very impressed with. Uh, same very here. rich. It's like, just no so rich. rich. Yeah, like, like you, while you were saying, finish a whole one of those. Yeah, usually with like a vegan or vegetarian style brownie, you expect it to not have the level of richness, but this is still very rich. This I might go really that. well with the yeah. brownie. Thank you. Thank okay, you. How do you make this brownie? What is in the brownie? I'll be frank with you. It's a it's a standard recipe. Like Sam is saying, mm-hmm. I'm not recreating the, the the wheel here. It's already there. I'm taking the uh, the brownie recipe that probably your grandmother used, and I'm just using all 100% organic natural ingredients. Oh, cool. So, but, 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 I mean, you have nuts. Instead what, of in instead of butter and eggs, I'm using coconut oil. The <laughs> flour blend. There's we're gluten free, so there's no wheat flour, but it is a combination of brown rice, white rice, uh, tapioca, and uh, potato starch. Hmm. Chocolate chips that we make. Cacao. Mm. A lot of people don't know. It's the most potent superfood on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so, what, what is it cacao? cacao? Cacao. I knew that. Okay. And so it's uh, plenty of cacao. And then again, a little salt, a little vanilla, a little bit of uh, baking powder, and that's it. Try, mm. try it with this wine. This is, mm. I this, is so good. this is a wonderful pairing, by the way. This it just really is. to be bang on, you know? Yep. The consistent and the... The, the, uh, the mouthfeel of both is just fantastic. Do we have another glass for Gabe to have a um, wine? So are you, with your diet, are you totally sorry, vegan then as well? Glass. Or is that just a choice with the restaurant? The vegan, the restaurant's 100% vegan. I eat cheese and eggs maybe uh, five to ten times a year. I don't really stress over it. You saw the other day when I was out with you, I had no stress over eating the Correct. feta cheese that was on that on that uh, salad. And I really believe that's probably, as human beings, how we're meant to eat. Mm-hmm. These people don't um, know this. David's like 92 right now. So <laughs> do, 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 you, do you know one of the, one of the simplest devices, um, methods that I've learned of for, for learning how to live and so eat? Good. So good. Healthily, we all evolved as hunter-gatherers. Mm-hmm. So just imagine this. You're walking outside all day, every day. You're surrounded by um, people uh, that you know and who protect you and help and support you. Some days you're going to eat nothing but root vegetables. Mm-hmm. Some days you're not going to eat anything for three days. Sometimes you're going to eat a whole animal. You know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to have you're going to have seeds and roots and green stuff. Think about it. Variation right? is key. Oh, and and also not eating regularly all the time either, and exactly. and Variation. walking and walking all day and being outside. You know, mm-hmm. want to know what I do at my vineyard? That's how I live. You know? <laughs> I'm 95. <laughs> so one question I have for you, Sam, is because I am also in a profession where it is hard to escape. You know, having drinks. You know, when I work in nightlife, when I work at clubs, DJing, there's always free drinks. People handing me free drinks and stuff. Um, and you working at a vineyard, I'm sure it's the same thing. It's like, not. It's, it's not. not. No, okay. I, it's, it's like, to me, it's like mechanics, cars, and builders' houses. I'm surrounded by this stuff all day. It's uh, it's on my clothes. It's on my hands. I'm smelling it. I'm it's it's I, it's sticking together to me. I get back to the house at the end of the day. All I want is a friggin' beer or a margarita. <laughs> I'm surrounded by a million dollars worth of wine. You know, so it's a so, bit like those movie scripts I started. Mm-hmm. Telling you about How many times do you drive back and forth? Once a week. I do 800 miles a week. So you need to have a Porsche. 
<laughs> no, because yes, but Porsches. I can't. I can't. Porsches better than sex. I, I can't carry. <laughs> yeah, you need. A I can't carry th- thirty cases of wine in a Porsche, honey. That's I drive a Subaru station wagon. I do forty-five thousand miles. Well, a year. you need to meet David Zalato, the GM uh, of Scottsdale Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have a 300Z <laughs> Nissan that does one hundred and fifty miles an hour. I know about that shit, but um, <laughs> but I can't. I know I've driven with you. I can't. I can't, carry, driven, I can't carry enough wine. In a, uh, in Sam a puts Porsche. the pedal to the metal. I have my competition license. <laughs> I legally can race. I used to build cars. <laughs> what have you not done? What haven't you done? <laughs> well, seriously, what have you not done? Never got an Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> You're young yet. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I do, I've, I do a lot of, I've done a lot of different things, but um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've ever... This is probably the best thing I've ever done, actually. This is phenomenal, and you're right. the The balance, the nuances. So good. It's 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 mm. interesting. It makes me think. Complexity yeah. is hard to do, and it's like anyone can do big, especially mm-hmm. when the, the sun shines all the time. Mm-hmm. So this is good. this takes some skill and some cleverness. Yeah, I'm, I'm very very impressed. Oh, thank you. Okay, the red one thing is I was going to say that. I can personally vouch for Pillsbury wines uh, that you can tell the difference that it's organic and made with such quality and precision because they don't give me headaches. Unorganic wines give me headaches. You can drink. Correlation. You can drink a whole bottle of any one of my wines. You will not have a headache. You'll exactly. be a little tired, but you will not. <laughs> you won't have a headache. I know. It's, you heard only, it right here. The no headache guarantee. And only organic wines can I drink because other. Non-organic wines, they give me a headache after two glasses. But Pillsbury wines and other organic, small, you know, boutique Local, wineries. Exactly. Mm-hmm. By the way, just so you know, I'm not certified organic. I haven't gone through that process, and I'm not going to. If I have to spray with something that's non-organic to save my vineyard, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just don't, you know. And and so that's how we live. And that's but, how but the smaller are, operations you're not, you're that not really certified, care about it organic. do it. We don't use chemical sprays. Or, no, I believe you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> He cares about the earth, and he cares about saving the planet. One, one show, show at, a time. at a time. And that's one of the advantages of supporting <clears throat> local, because when you're supporting local businesses, it's usually an entrepreneur who cares about the operation, who's going to run it as clean and efficiently as possible, with less pesticides, you know, less junk. So when Absolutely. you go and buy from a big corporation, they don't care about you. They just care about the money you're putting in their pocket. Mm-hmm. But entrepreneurs like Sam and like David... They really care about the product that they're putting out there, and their heart and soul goes into it. And we, you know, we care more about quality than than making a profit, which is why um, when people ask ask me if I want a certificate when I donate something, I say no, I'm already a nonprofit. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so important. Sam has has donated to so many different charities. Mm-hmm. Every time I've called him to say, "Hey, will you donate to Child Health? Will you donate?" To this charity, that charity, he always says yes, and he's yeah. right spot on there. Yes, which, which I'm going to be asking you for Alice Cooper <laughs> and Cheryl Cooper. On the spot with Kinga. I've, <laughs> That's right. I've, I've figured out a way to do, to do magnificent donations to charity that actually benefit everybody, and I can tell you about it when we okay. do it now. But, okay. but um, So it's not just giving wine away. It's being smarter than that. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Well, Love it. I want to do some dinners. Well, well, sure, sure, sure. I told you about it's that. About okay, dinners, we'll yeah. talk about that. Mm-hmm. So, so, Chet, so, are you going to send it to your friends? Anything else from you, or do you want to tell us more about what you're doing and what? Well, the um, the mission for Giving Tree Cafe is very much what Kinga and her show is all about. We are totally, totally, yes, totally, <laughs> totally louder, enmeshed in sustainability, and that comes first. And when you go into the restaurant, there's a uh, 
manifesto on the wall, and the very first thing that we talk about is how we, number one, are sustainable, sustainable going forward seven generations. So we have to be organic or we can't be sustainable. So the thing that sets us apart more than all of the other vegan restaurants is the 100% organic part of it. Mm -hmm. So it's why I admire what you're doing so much, Sam, because I know it takes extra effort. And I know, quite frankly, most of the people, it goes over their head right now. Eventually, people Mm -hmm. will figure it out and start paying attention to it. But the dedication that you have and the the will that you have and the determination to continue to do it in the right way, even if not everybody notices it's. I admire that so much. I really want to thank you for what you're oh, doing. Thank you. And we I, all I, want to thank, thank you. Thank you. I don't think most people love do notice, here. and it doesn't thank matter. I, I, just, I just, um, you know, I have a very simple rule that I live by. Everything you do either makes the world a better place mm-hmm. or a worse place. Mm-hmm. If you pick a cigarette butt off the, off the sidewalk, you've made the world a better place. If you drop one, you've made it a worse place. So it's not that hard to figure out how to Leave live Leave like everything that. better than you found it. And as well. Exactly. Cheers. Mm-hmm. I love that, Sam. Cheers Thank you very much. Making the world a better place. Can I piggyback on that a little bit? Please. For the people that are listening to this that are wondering, wow, sustainability, I'm into it, I want to do more of it, how do I do it? One of the things that you can think about with every purchase you make is think about, am I doing something that's actually sustainable Mm -hmm. or am I doing something that's probably just going to get gobbled up in corporate never-never land and I'll never see it again? And so again, exactly, every dollar we spend is a vote. And so, again, when we can go to the farmer's markets that you mentioned, when we can buy Pillsbury wines, when we can go to the local um, honey vendor and the local uh, farmers, et cetera. The Giving Tree Cafe. You can plug <laughs> yourself. Hey, do it. Plug yourself. Or, 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 buying a, or buying a Porsche from that Scott's money, Porsche, an electric Porsche. That's that, Icon. I love it. That it's money like that comes into our cash register goes to our staff that live within a few miles of our restaurant mm-hmm. and nice. goes to their farmers that are nearby. It goes to the, the local people here. And that money gets churned in our community time and time and time again. And it's so much worth it to make that extra step. If you want to go to one of those golden arches places, there's so many reasons not to. But for Pete's sake, think about your dollars and the sustainability that your dollars have and do the right thing most of the time. And it's fun. Well, and more than that, too, there's another thing is that I feel very strongly that um, if people uh, people choose to drink a local wine or eat, or eat a local mm. vegetarian product out of for ideological reasons, um, I feel very strongly, and I'm sure you do, too, that my responsibility is to make sure that this is a fabulous wine. You're not mm. you're not buying it because it's going to make you feel good or it's moral. You're also going to buy it because it it's tastes good. better. That's right. And that's what fresh, organically grown food tastes like, too. It tastes better, guys. It's so you, higher quality. Yeah, you're yeah. You're being smart. You're being better for your body. You're not only helping helping the world that you inhabit, but you're you're making yourself happier. You're, you're going to live longer. It goes on and on. You know. So so it's that's a responsibility I feel very strongly, and I can tell from your food that you do too. Thank you, Sam. I was just going to say I don't know where these wines are in the hierarchy of the the best to the worst that you have, but these are some of the finest wines I've ever had in my life. These blow me away. See, how delicious these are! They are they so delicious? You, you uh, have so wines. great. I have to say, sir, you have exquisite taste. Thank you. Very <laughs> much, I do. So do we have wine at, the, at your Sedona restaurant? They at the do. chocolate Yeah, team? they do. Okay, yeah. do they have Pillsbury wine yet? Not yet, but okay. they will. Tomorrow. This is a more intense red. Now, this is, uh, I call this Diva. It's named after a, a kid who visited my beach house once who spent the whole week doing cartwheels on the Is beach. this in New Zealand? This is in New Zealand. This is, a, uh, this is my version of a, of a French Chateauneuf de Pop. This is a pretty, pretty fine red. You know? Chateauneuf de Pop? Yes. 
I'm ready. The diva's ready. The diva's ready. The diva's... I've been making this since 2006. Would this pair well with roasted vegetables? Uh, yes, particularly if you, if you had... Um, had them like with some marinated portobello mm. mushrooms, uh, um, some some. I'll let you decide. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you tricky bastard! Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Here, let's do that here. Mm. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. So far, my favorite is the inappropriate, the flavor profile, Shocking. and the wine. <laughs> the name, it's like all top to bottom, that bottle is just—it got me. Don't park your effing car there. <laughs> so, for bottles like inappropriate, would that be better found on your website then? Yeah, or? that won't be in in. Um, um, it might be in AJ's or Trevor's. It won't be in Total Wines. Okay, but. Um, you can, by the way, if you live in Phoenix, you can order off the website and get free delivery. Okay, is that PillsburyWine.com? Yes. Okay, cool. Sweet. Give it a little plug. I'm doing this one. Okay, I my favorite is Inappropriate and... Uh, Morved? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the best Morveds you've ever It's funny, in France, Morved is almost never a varietal. It's always a blender, but we... it it, it You know... I, I just want to say another little thing about growing wine grapes in Arizona. The terroir that that, that terroir is a French word that means place. It actually literally soil, means like soil. That. Yeah, but it means place. All the things about that place. And in order in order to get the right con- temperature profiles to grow wine grapes in Arizona, you've got to go high altitude because it's too hot in Phoenix. Okay. So um, another thing that people don't know, people laugh in my face and say, "You you are an idiot trying to grow wine grapes in Arizona. You must be stupid." All Vitis vinifera, which is the classical wine grape variety that you make wine from, not all grapes can make great wine, all originated in southeastern Anatolia in the Middle East and Turkey. They don't like fertile soil. They like the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then where, where, where you grow and where we grow, we're at 4,500 feet. This is like a secret weapon. Every 1,000 feet you go up above sea level, you get 10% more UV. So we, we get 40% more UV than almost any other vineyard in the world. It has a profound effect on the fruit. It makes the skin thicker to protect the, to protect the fruit from the sun. Skins is where aroma and color and tannins <clears throat> and, and taste comes from. Mm-hmm. The, the land is incredibly cheap. We have perfect water. We have, we, have, we have endless sunshine during the day. In France, they struggle to ripen their fruit. We have no problem at all. But, it, but if, if it stayed hot all night long, they would ripen too quickly and they'd taste boring. So it drops 40 degrees at night at high altitude. So this massive diurnal, temp, diurnal temperature swings. Mm-hmm. Makes makes such a difference. We have these insane storms and this windstorms in the spring, like they do in the south of France from the Mistral. It's a pain in the ass. It rips all the tiles off of your roof, but it blows away all predatory insects and mold spores. It, it purifies the land. I mean, we have this is this magical gift we have, and nobody knows about it yet, <laughs> well, except for Sam Pillsbury. <laughs> no, there's, there's there's 120 bonded wineries in the state. People have got it here, but I thought 20 years ago, I thought California would be out here. I I, I I looked for a thousand acres of land because I was going to make a killing. Not a peep, not the slightest bit of interest. They got fires, they've got taxes, they've got endless mm-hmm. labor problems. They have no friggin' the land is expensive. Uh, it's a it's a weird world, you know. It is a weird. Well, you lived in Malibu for quite a while. 
I have a house um, halfway between Malibu and Santa Monica, which I designed and built, and I rent it out, mm. and it pays the mortgage on my vineyard. So you <laughs> it's a 2,400-square-foot house, three blocks from the ocean. I rent it out for $8,500 a, a month. Oh, my goodness. And it pays, it pays all my mortgages. How That's much do you rent it out for? $8,500 unfurnished. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I built it. I built it, and I built it 26 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm. Designed and built it. Love it. Well, I poured a little more inappropriate because I feel... A little more. I'd love to be inappropriate. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, so how do you not have like a thousand girlfriends after you with all you know? I do. Movie? <laughs> I know. I've seen that with everybody. <laughs> oh Lord, it's hard to be humble. <laughs> I'm too. I'm too busy though. I haven't, I haven't got time for that kind of shit. You know. So, so I love that. Uh, Pillsbury Wines is basically a passion project. You're obsessed with it. Um, so totally. I want to pick your brain. What is your single favorite wine that you make that well, you've ever made? The thing is, it, it's interesting. I make like 18. But gun to your head, someone's like, you have one last glass of one of your wines. Which one are you going to go with? Uh, I probably... Kisses you know, or Guns and Roses. Guns and Kisses. Guns, guns and, and kisses. kisses for the reds and Chardonnay for the whites, probably. But th- I make them to go with different foods, so it's not that simple. You know, mm-hmm. like if, you, if it was a cocktail, it would be a different experience. Right? Okay, so if... You're getting executed. What's your last meal? <laughs> <laughs> For well, something crazy you've done. I, I, with I, it. I, I'm, I'm, I mostly do white because Arizona's hot, you know, and I want yeah, something cool. Yeah. I even make a barbecue white to go with barbecue. So delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So delicious. Um, prob- possibly Viognier. I didn't bring a Viognier today, but that's a pretty... Uh, Mark I think Tarbell that's one of my... 15 years ago said I make the best Viognier in America. Yeah, that, uh, that's a Tarbell, fantastic I have to tell you right now, he has a... Uh, local bag of six wines you can buy and he reduces the price a little bit and your bottle is in that bag and I keep buying that and it's I think it's like I'm not sure. $150. It's probably a local pack. Okay, so now let's jump. Same question. (laughs) What is your Ah, favorite entree at the Giving Tree? That you're like, if someone's listening right now that's excited to come in and try the restaurant, what's your favorite thing? The number one recommendation. You're like, this is our dish, our magnum opus, if you will. <laughs> Probably the most popular dish on the menu by far is the crunch wrap, and there are five different flavors of it, but this Buddha bowl is actually, I think, our signature dish. And tell us what, what all is in that. Before I do that, though, the third part of the answer is if the guest is coming in and only having one meal in the restaurant... I'd want them to have the barbecue jackfruit pancake. Mm. It's the dish that probably is the most exciting, that surprises people the most in a way that just it just blows people away. That there's something that's sweet and that's savory together. It's comfort food. It's delicious. It's satisfying, etc. What temperature do you serve that at? It's a, it's a hot dish. So, so if I took that home, should I put it in a toaster oven for a couple of minutes? Could do, yeah. Mm. Okay. yeah. Can Perfect. I do that? Absolutely. Yes, yes yeah. please. Or come to, come to the restaurant. I'll, I'll make you whatever you like. I'll make you as many of those as you like. I only have two minutes left. I don't have time. I've got to go down to the vineyard at dawn tomorrow morning and start. I'm, I'm not saying right now, but I'm just. I'm literally seven minutes away. So you come in, be okay. my guest anytime. Okay. Soon. Okay. So in t- two minutes, in closing, what 
What's on your bucket list, and what are we gonna? What are we achieving? Getting his restaurant open probably is on his well, bucket list. Well, it's not list. a restaurant. <laughs> no, no, it's a really fu- interesting story. We we were one of the we were one of the first when I when I with Eric Gomsky with Stronghold and me with Pillsbury we opened our tasting rooms in Cottonwood 13 years ago, mm-hmm. and that town was dead. It was oh shot. yeah, it was nothing. Seven years ago, the Arizona Republic said it was the gourmet destination for Phoenix, and it, it is. And it was us who did that. Absolutely. And now There's it's no so doubt busy that. that we're actually moving out of Old Town Cottonwood. I bought a house. A mile up the hill, mm-hmm. we don't have a kitchen, we don't have a patio where we are. This is a, th- a three and a half thousand square foot house with a commercial kitchen which we've put in right. on two acres. Mm-hmm. It's a 118 year old three and a half thousand cool. square foot house, and it's just, we've already had bookings for three monstrous gatherings there. So we're so excited, and we're opening that up in, a, in like about a lot six of weeks. Fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in the green room we'll have a party there. Oh, we definitely got to get up there. Third chat. We're all gonna go. Sounds and, like a blast. Does it sound good. Uh, so when we'll wait till the weather's better is maybe for my birthday. Well, and it sounds like they're right in the middle of harvest. So well, it, <laughs> yeah, you've got harvest. You're dealing with the zoning. The, this is 200 miles from the vineyard. This is up north. The vineyard's yeah, down yeah. south. So so Cottonwood's a whole different bag. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm got, talking about Cottonwood. Oh, Cottonwood. Um, the, uh, the labor, labor weekend we have a, a huge dinner, which will be served outside, and then in conjunction with the Wilcox Fall Festival, which is another thing I started with a friend about. 15 years ago, and everyone laughed at us. You know, 10 years ago, Photos called it one of the top 10 wine festivals in America. Mm. And when is it? And that's mid-October, and in, it's in the spring and the autumn, so in mid-October, we'll have a dinner on the Friday night, the, I think it's the 13th, and on the Saturday night, I think it's the 14th, in conjunction with the Wilcox Fall Wine The 13th festival. and the 14th oh, that of October. Like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, are we going? Maybe. I'm going. Right. <laughs> Chad, are you going? Will you be Sounds there? Sounds like a blast. Oh, yeah. you bet. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> These are my events, you know. Are you cooking? Um, I, yep, um, um, yes, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be cooking. Probably. Okay. Yeah, so for that dinner uh, that's happening up north, do people need to RSVP? Do they get tickets? How do they? How, much is how it? do they go to that? There's no <clears throat> dinner scheduled up north yet. There's a dinner down at the Vineyard on Labor Weekend, oh, and okay. another one in October. Okay. We will start planning dinners once we've done our soft opening and got the machine running properly. Okay. And gotcha. I'm working with this group of chefs called Wild Arizona Cuisine, Brett Vibber, hmm. who used to own. Is it Garland's? And Garland's, right. Mm-hmm. And he forages all the time. So we make he makes these insane dinners that are mm-hmm. just beyond belief, like seven-course dinners. and, and All from, from stuff from, that he's from, foraged from, from, from the desert. From foraging and from yes. gardening. That's yeah, I've, I've, I've heard got. that yeah. he's, he's uh, insane. amazing. So will he be yeah. one of the chefs? He'll be one of the chefs. Okay, that's incredible. Wow, that sounds well, very Well, I'm fun. in. Put me down. All right. I'm in. All right. And I'll, and How do we get tickets for that? Um, if you if you look at uh, uh, I, I get, get, call me I right. give you my card we, we post on so, all social media all the time right. and we also mm-hmm. do a newsletter it's always been I've been posting f- several times in the last week oh, what is the social media handle so that way uh, everybody knows for, to go follow for, for Instagram it's Pillsbury Wine one word and for um, uh, Facebook it's Sam Pillsbury Pillsbury Vineyard and Winery Pillsbury One there's four page there's four okay. different pages so I just I just post on that shit all the time nice. so you can and how do people find the uh, Giving Tree Cafe <sighs> GivingTreeCafe.com and GivingTreeCafeAZ on Instagram Wonderful. Wonderful. And in the green room. Green. We got Don't forget friend. about some deep <laughs> chetty. <laughs> deep chetty and, music uh, this Saturday night. I never December forget. 9 o'clock. That yes is more fun. And thank you so much. Saving the planet. One One show show at a time. time.